0: Welcome to this latest edition of The Real Deal Podcast on this 18th of September 2019. I'm your host, The Real, Gerald Quinn, discussing the world of sports and pop culture. As always, the call number is we are back on Block Talk Radio, so you can actually call in on this particular podcast. The call number is 347-215-6180. So you can actually call in on this part on this particular uh, podcast. Um, uh, you know, we've done this over the course of a uh, number of years, and it's been a while since we had podcasts outside of interviews having podcast callers. But you know, tonight. Yeah accept some of your uh, accept some of your calls. You know, I want I want your thoughts on what's going on in the uh world of sports and pop culture and music. A lot of um there's a lot of issues all around, a lot of stuff going on. It's a busy time of year for the for the world of sports, in particular with the with the football. Uh but I want wanna talk about something real quick in regards to the NBA and the the Ball family. Um, so you had Lonzo Ball and Labar uh, Ball, who are currently at odds right now. You had Labar Ball calling out Lonzo Ball, calling him Damaged Goods. Now, keep this in mind. Your Labar Ball, your Lonzo Ball, the Big Baller brand, that has been a disaster. Okay, they're not selling. They've been even when they, even when deliveries, even when people have gotten the sneakers, the deliveries have come late. They've been the sneakers have, you know, the, the fit as far as the the, the people that have complained complaining about how comfortable the sneakers are. So it's been a utter disaster. And then you had on top of it, one of the co-founders uh, was indicted on uh, embezzlement. Got caught for embezzling, you know, millions of dollars from the company. So, Lonzo Ball basically calls out, you know, the company saying, "Hey, people are, you know, basically saying we're trash right now. People are talking about us and, 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 and negative. You know, we, you know, our reputation is not great. Um, we just not, we're not hot right now." And he basically called out. He basically called Lonzo Ball, Lavar Ball, out. Uh, Lavar Ball, of course, vehemently, vehemently disagrees with this. Um, I mean, his eyes, this is, you know, it was a very small setback. And she, you know, you know, he's brought in some new people. But um, as we right now will be joined by a special guest here, um, I'll get back to the LeVar Ball, the ball in, at, a, at a later program. We have a special guest on the line. I would like to welcome. Denise Renee Smith to the program. How are you doing this evening?
1: Hi, how are you? Uh, sorry, I was uh, running a little late there. I apologize to everyone. Um, it's nice to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: No problem at all. Um, we I was uh, briefly talking about the uh, And I don't know how big of a sports fan you are, the LeVar ball situation where you know, a lot of some you know some some family squabbles amongst the Lavar Ball Big Baller Brand between Lonzo, his old his eldest son, and, and Lavar Ball. I don't know how how close you've been following that, but I, uh, I stopped watching.
1: Yeah, yeah, I stopped watching it uh, when they uh, well the conflict started. Um, initially, I found it to be a very uh, positive and like inspirational show, and then when they started. Uh, when it came from Lithuania, the baby and all the then the drama, and I just said, mm. you know, I lost interest. <laughs> but I, I am familiar yeah, with yeah. the brand. I like I like them. I like what he, uh, Lavar. I really like him. I like what he tried to do, um, and I think that he's catching a lot of uh, heat because he believes in himself and he pushes his children, and uh, a lot of people can't take that kind of spice, you know. So. Um, you know, you know. I wish them well. You know, um, and I'm familiar with that. And I, I, like I said, I like them overall, but the the intricacies of, of it, they lost my attention with the show. So.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely understand it. Uh, understand from that standpoint. I hadn't watched the show. Um. I, the only reason I was talking about it, I saw a clip where they were um, kind of in conflict over. What was going on within the company, so I uh, caught that caught that you know, a couple of days ago. But putting that aside, we want to I want to properly introduce uh, you. Uh, Denise is a singer, songwriter, owner, president, CEO, um, <laughs> host, talk talk, you know, radio host, former radio host, a lot of titles, a lot of positions in a long. And story career, um, how did you get started in the industry, and what what has driven you to this point of twenty five to thirty years plus in the industry?
1: Well, I initially uh, got my start in a uh, radio um, and in the music industry um, back in the uh, mid eighties, and um, that was pretty much with uh, 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 Tony Rome uh bill adler and everybody at rush productions uh when he was on uh like 20 something street in um manhattan when russell was russell okay when he had the beard and scruffy the yeah. stomach you know all of that and he wasn't that, you know this um, you know type of person and you know we um uh, my cousin and i marjorie uh we started uh, a group like a, a little group and uh Tony and Bill Adler, uh, who was all writing a song about the Jerry Lewis dance. And um, actually they pitched it to Russell after we finished it and he didn't like it, but he liked one line in, in, in the in the in the in the song and he used it and wanted to run D M C's records, but I won't say anything. <laughs> but uh moving forward, um, you know, I started uh, you know, uh backing away from the uh, musical part of the industry because I saw that for females it was a little uh, little touchy so I uh, eventually went on to KISS FM to become an intern uh, and that introduction became uh, something that uh, originated from Dr. Rock uh, the late Dr. Rock from the Force MD's because I'm originally from Staten Island and uh, what he did was he called uh, DJ Red Alert and uh, he asked him About groups, singing groups, and different things of that nature. And, you know, Red was, uh, uh, you know, gracious enough to uh, introduce me to Vincent Bell, uh, who produced High Five and all those other acts. And, um, you know, I auditioned for the group and uh, they decided to, you know, have me as a solo artist. However, you know, things, uh, Russell had just gotten his deal with Columbia and Chuck Stanley at the time, Uh, the one he, he did the duet with Allison Williams and. He had a, his own single out, Day by Day. Um, he passed away, though, but um, he had his fur coat. And, you know, everybody's, you know, we was at, I think it was Green Street recording. And, um, you know, we were talking about, you know, my release and stuff like that. But after a while, I just, I ended up at the Kiss with Red, with Red Alert, doing the voiceovers, uh, taking the phone calls, um, you know, just a lot of what they call production, you know, and to make sure that the uh, show goes uh like supportive uh, uh, staff, and then I started meeting record record executives. They were coming in, bringing artists and different things like of that nature. And then I got kind of comfortable, and I wanted to know about what what's record promotion. I see these guys coming in here. I see. So then I started getting offers from record companies, and I knew what that was about. So I had to put myself in a position of power in order to uh, navigate through some of the, the things that a lot of other women had to go through um, in the industry. And we all, we've been talking about this stuff lately, the Me Too's, the Harry Weinstein stuff. And what I will say, in defense of some of the men, I don't know some of the, the men or the instances, but one thing I've experienced is that uh, when someone comes up to you or they approach you, uh, you can say no. Now, I've been in situations where right. you know, I said no. You know Whatever they was offering, I didn't want it. You know, I've turned down a lot of stuff, and I think more or less it's your integrity. And uh, a lot of those guys pretty much, they, um, and I'm not all, because I don't want to get anybody upset, not all. In some instances, most of the gentlemen that I would say that are uh, walking the earth and that have power, um, you can leave You get at the table, some you can't, you know, but that could happen to anybody. But with this industry, they have so many women at their, you know, beck and call that they don't really have to beg you. You know, uh, like I said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, this is exception to what they call, you know, rapes or abuse. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the, the women that are coming forward or stuff like that are saying, you know, he hit on me, he did this, he did that. And after, it's, after, it's sort of like after they got the career and they've been in there for 20 years and they made millions and millions and millions of dollars. Now you're coming out saying this. I kind of have a problem with that because it's like, are you going to return the money? You understand? It's like, are you going to return? It's like you did it. So it was, I think it, 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 at some point does it become consensual because you were in it and you took the money. And you, and you took the job, and then you hear some of them say, you know, it's all I wanted to do for, you know, my life, and I wanted this. Okay, well, somebody else could have given you that, but maybe it wasn't time. You sacrifice a part of yourself. There are some, there's a balance. Let's put it like this. There's a balance. Not everybody is uh, uh, attacking and raping and doing all of this stuff, and some are. But we have to, we have to be smart about all of this because, you know, you, you – that's like me, you know, coming at the height of my career, and I made a hundred million dollars, and now I'm going to talk about the, the, the guy who signed me, you know, and start saying he made me do this and I, and i'm i'm benefit benefiting from it. It's like a contract, actually becomes a contract, and then it, it's like buyer beware, so it's like jump on the bandwagon or jump off, but you know it, you know it's like a lot of stuff going on, but um moving forward, like I said, I put myself in positions to make sure that you know, it was a little different. You know, I I I got through a lot of that by putting myself in positions of power because I I noticed that you named certain things that I, you know, you know, started to do and become, and I did that because I wanted to make sure I controlled enough of my destiny. Um, and the road has been slow, uh, but uh, you know, justice sometimes comes uh slow, but it's permanent um, when it's when I, it's done right.
0: I do. Just- you so, for, first for one thing, the names you just mentioned just bring me back as far as in terms of my um, growing up. You're talking high five, Russell, Russell Simmons, Allison Williams, DJ Red Alert. Um, so you like that? That just was nostalgic just off the bat. But I think the most one of the most important things you just said is not compromising. Your integrity to try to, you know, speed your way up the ladder. Um, you like, yeah, you know, and I know you probably have witnessed women who have sacrificed that to, you know, fuck for, for a quick come up. And yeah, and, it, and, and it I, I a lot of people,
1: yeah, a lot of them are not telling that, the, a lot of them are not telling the truth. I, I already know it. You know, so it's like, you know, what do you, you know, you don't jump in it. You know, they, they, they wait, and they, they, they get themselves dressed, and they wait. They, they know where these guys are going to be. They know exactly. They got the friend with the camera. They know exactly what they're doing. A lot of them do. And a lot, like I said, it's a balance, but I'm talking about the ones who are doing that, okay? The ones who are, uh, they know who they are, you know, and when they don't get what they want, you know, then it's a problem later And it shouldn't just be uh, uh, That one-sided Because men are abused all, all the time I know some men all right, Who have been sexually uh, Compromised in this industry By, uh, by women But they won't sure. come out and say anything There's a lot of producers There's a lot of uh, 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 men That have uh, been successful and, But it's going to turn around though And when it turns around all hell is going to break loose because you know, one thing that my mother says, things don't stay the same, and the lies are gonna to have to come out. Is everybody has to take responsibility for their actions, both men and women. And I can tell you, I've been on this earth for a while, and there's no no amount of sex that'll make me lose my career, my uh, my integrity first, my career, my money, my family. No, absolutely not. Under no circumstances, no. <laughs> I mean, if you, got, if you have a husband or a wife and you want a little fantasy, to go buy a pole or something. Don't go out and go in the street. You know what's in the street. You know, don't, get, don't even put yourself in a temptation spot. You know, a lot of people say, well, Denise, you did all this stuff. I never really seen you. I said, yeah, because I knew how to take my butt home. When I, after, after Kiss FM, I didn't go to all the industry parties. I went to maybe two. I, I went to one concert, uh, and that was Stevie Wonder. And then I went to one party, and that was um, Albie Shore's, at his party and it was like um, a lot of people there um, that Darnell from uh, Jet, that he played Jesse on the, one of the soap operas Fab Five Freddy there's a whole bunch of people there and it was you know, and, you know you, people do come up to talk to you stuff like that and you just hi and you go about your business you make sure that you're not in a, in a spot where there's a bunch of uh, old guys or you're taking a drink my, mo- my mother always taught me once you put the drink down that's it and I don't drink at right. social events anyway so and i don't really drink anyway, but i wouldn't drink alcohol uh, while i 'm at a business function, or you know that's another thing people need to learn you know just because uh the rock or or this one or that one is sponsoring something and they have alcohol there and you 're in front of industry people you know that they are watching you if they have a lot of power, they could do all of that the ones in power they could drink and you know get sla but somebody's going to be watching you you know so you have to just just you know, you have to take care of yourself, carry yourself well, and try to keep as much of you private. It's hard, you know, in this industry, but try to keep as much private. So, you know, that was my thought process along the way. And then when I started um, my radio station and, and broadcasting and stuff like that, I first started doing interviews, and I was on Fanye Radio. That was Adam Smith, uh, Julius Dyson, formerly of Kiss FM. He was the one who introduced me to uh, Adam and um, I, you know, Adam gave me my own show, and I had the pleasure of inter- uh, interviewing. Um, that's how I met MC Globe and uh, Walter Beasley, um, and, prior, and then after that, I got on another station uh, with a gentleman, and it was called Keeping It Real Radio, and, and my job was to acquire the the talent to be interviewed. I did Apache Ramos, and it kind of reignited his uh, career uh, in the movie uh, The Orphans. Um, and so he, you know, he was pretty happy about that. And um, then I, uh, I acquired Jerry Heller before he died. And um, I was telling everyone the, that that was the most, most very. I, I've got. He said one thing out of that interview that went, that took me uh, away and kind of like shaped my mind in a way of how people really are supposed to think about their craft. Because uh, I asked him a question about opinions and different things, and, and he stopped me. He said, Denise, he said, you know, um, I don't ask anybody what they think about my music or what I'm going to do. Or uh, He said, I just release it. He said, I create the opinion. I said, oh, okay. So, you know, that's why when I release, I, I release stuff, and I don't really too much ask people about it anymore. You know, because then that tells you, that tells them that you're not sure i mean you're going to get feedback but should i release this or you know go you'll, you'll keep doing that for the rest of your life you know if you're sure about it and you're comfortable you put it out there and a lot of people are making mistakes and they start promoting to their competition all right and they and they're sharing the stuff with other executives and other artists and, and i said no 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 you have to get to the people you have to get to the, your, the people who are your fans, who in, it will turn into customers, will turn into revenue for you in numbers. You are c- competing with and promoting amongst yourselves. That's why nothing's happening. You've got to get to the people. And how you do that, I tell them, I said, no, you may not start on a uh, uh, Funk Flex mixtape or something like that. You may have to go to Coast to Coast all the, the 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 uh indie stuff that you may not you may think you're better than that but I said I don't think I'm better. I I go to everybody because guess what? If if I put one of my songs on a mixtape, a coast to coast mixtape that has fifty songs on it by like unsigned artists and stuff like the unknown, their family's gonna be like, Oh look, he they on the record so you know everybody like you know, I got all this promotion too. So those are those are like real people. And it turns into numbers. So I, I, I try to let everyone know and I try to cover every market. You know, because people ask me also how do you end up how did you end up on a deal a a chart and you beat uh Janet Jackson, you beat this one. I say, Yeah, because in like two thousand fifteen, um, the majors was they were not paying attention to uh the digital online radio stations. That was a market that they was not really pressed about. They was into terrestrial radio. So that's why, you know, I promoted to that 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 market, and so I got more spins in on a digital platform. You know, they they throw a major on every now and then. You know, but you know they, they they now they now they're aware of it. So you know, at least I I got that under my belt. You know, for a while. So it's just about you know doing the right thing. Um, and if you don't own it. And, and and don't do it again. It's just, it's just don't even make any excuses. It's just people just want you to say sorry. I won't do it again. And don't do it again. And all it, like the extra excuses. I tell artists don't don't do that because then that makes people more annoyed. Because you know everybody's in their feelings in this business. They're real sensitive. You know you can't do anything. <laughs> it's like oh he called me and at the wrong time and it interrupted me. So guess what? I'm gonna put his record on the shelf. Yeah, they do that. They will do that to you in a minute. So. It's just, like I said, it's just a matter of just continuing to, um, you know, I would never operate a business that I couldn't run uh, if I had to depend on other people. Let's put it like that. So um, you have a label, all right. So you have to know how to uh, promote, market. You have to know how to incorporate. You have to know how to uh, 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 delegate responsibilities. You just, just, uh, you know. And if you are uh, uh, a station owner, then you have to know how to program. You don't have to know what songs are hot, how to uh, get the, the licensing, the appropriate licensings and everything. You just have to and when you release a record, a lot of these artists are missing steps. Um, they are not uh, 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 registering the music, the ISR, ISRC codes and the uh, UPC codes. They are not registering that with Nielsen, BDS, or Soundscan. They, 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 so they're not getting paid. They missed that whole part. They said, so, what? I said, you didn't register your music, I always ask, you know, because I like to help people. I said, because if, if you didn't, I'm going to be playing this for promotion, and so that means I'm not going to do it. So I, I get, you know, I, I tell them what to do, and they'll either come back or not, you know, a lot of the younger artists.
0: So if you, so it seems like you were ahead of, like, in a way, ahead of your time as far as when you came up as far as empowering yourself and, and uh, with ownership and things of that nature. uh, You weren't going to be one of these artists who, uh, you know, just basically allowed a company or a label to uh, just basically use you. And, you know, a lot of these artists that came up in the 70s, late 70s, or even like 80s, 90s, hip hop, hip hop and R&B have, you know, gotten ripped off. And I feel like now, like these, you know, people can talk about the quality of music all they want, but the bottom line is these artists coming up to me are better business pe- business people that you see independent label or you see independent a lot of independent artists doing their thing through YouTube and and all sound you know SoundCloud or whatever who puts you on to that to that line of thinking as far as you know what you, you need to empower yourself you need to uh, you need to you know have some equity in, in terms of your career do you have a mental
1: well, standpoint? Well well no, I basically I just felt like I wasn't gonna compromise myself. Um I saw things, you know, the the things that we spoke about earlier. Um and I all I had to do was observe. And um along the way though I did have people like um Yvonne Mobley and Ann Tripp from KISS FM that would, would, would speak to me. You know, I remember coming into KISS FM and the room where I would uh, actually, you know, work from when red or Jeff Fox was on the air had uh, a bunch of like real important people in there and they was doing a commercial or something for, you know, the you know, an advertisement. So I was standing by the door and Yvonne Mobley walks by and she says, "Uh, Denise, uh, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm just waiting for them to come out. I got to go on soon. I have to, she said, no, 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 no. She, she, She pulled me to the side. She said, you knock on that door and you tell them you have a job to do. And I said, wait, that's, and they'll leave? I was like 17 or 18 years old. <laughs> I said, and they'll leave? She said, yes, you knock on the door. So she stood there, and I knocked on the door, and all I did was I, was I said, you know, like that. She said, oh, they said, okay, all right, you know, and everybody cleared up. And I said, oh, okay, okay. So, but, you know, I had women like that around me, um, the late Bob Slade. He was nice to me. We, he, we talked. Um, you know, I just had a lot of people that did speak to me. Tony Gray, the program director at the time, he, um, he he used to call me kiddo. Uh, anytime, kiddo, yeah, yeah, why not come to my office? We'll sit down and talk. And every time I came in there, he was there. He, he had his earpiece in. I think that man sleeps with that earpiece and when he's a program director. He Every time you saw him, he was very into his, his, his craft of programming and um, – you know, uh, if you look at him, he's unassuming because he—he, he, I, I think he had a Ferrari or something like that, a red Ferrari. And I was like, you know, <laughs> you know, you wouldn't think that, but you know, he was—he was cool, you know. But he—he he still looked very like conservative, and you know, and um. But I just had a lot of people, um, you know, talk to me. But I wanted to—I wanted to uh, rewind back to something you said about the uh the new artists and how uh, financially they seem to be more, you know, getting things done. That's because rap music, those guys are, those guys was from the street. If you didn't pay them, you know what, let me tell you how that changed and and how now R&B artists have to be under some kind of rap uh, rapper's conglomerate. As you notice, it has to be either uh, Diddy, uh, uh, Jay-Z, uh, Rick Ross, you know they, you know you see that how the R&B artists are underneath these rappers now. That's because you know how the, everything changed. They would go up in them those offices. That, Where's my money? And they they were choked. And then the guys like what? They 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 brought the streets into the office. And I know that for a fact. On many many of those um uh, record labels, they didn't want they didn't want that. Okay, so that's why they got paid. Most of them got paid. Okay, so the R&B artists like you know Luther ain't going over here fighting. You know, Tony Braxton. They, you know, they they must get robbed. You yeah.
0: know, but hey. Now you know, Chris Brown and Trey and, and Trey Songz. I think the, the R&B the R&B artists are harder than the rappers now. That's that that kind of been switched up. And <laughs> they ready ready to fight in a heartbeat. Trey yeah, Songz but no, but and, what uh, I'm saying, their
1: bosses are rappers. Most of their bosses, I they under. Know. Yeah, so that's they they're gonna make sure that they get their money. They don't. They're not gonna have to you know chase and whatever uh after the um you know the record executives don't they they walk up in offices and you know i, I think that happened in a couple of um situations you know in and, and, and it it was, it was public uh and there's also like stuff that that doesn't happen you know publicly you know so um there's definitely some kind of uh understanding there when it comes down to and then um if there's any rappers that do get robbed is from the the higher upper, you know, the the highest, like the rapper, say, for instance, I'm not going to say, say Diddy, okay, if he has someone underneath him, you know, if he's, if the person's not getting their money, it's it's because he's not, for them, uh, he's not going to give it to them, it has nothing to do with the upper chambers, they already, the upper chambers have already paid Diddy, you understand, and Diddy has to delegate it, it's not, you know, it's not going to be, because they're, they're all assigned to a certain, like, uh, uh, power over, what they call control your people. Let me just keep it real. Control your people, uh, basically. You know, I I, I will be less than honest if I didn't say that. You know, you keep you control them, yeah. so they don't be running up in here. You know, something like that. <laughs> because you know, people, you know, if you get someone from the street, they don't, they don't really they don't play like that. So you got to kind of uh, you know, you know, get people that are in front of that, so that they could you know, and then you polish them off, and then you. Make sure that they could, you know, handle the new recruits, so that you know it doesn't get passed, you know, and and then we have now the other interstitial f- running up in the offices.
0: Yeah, that that can definitely get crazy. You work with a lot of artists throughout the course of your career. Now, do you find are you dealing with artists the same in 2019 as you did say in? 1998 and 99. Uh, like in terms of like this generation versus past years, you feel like like you know I'm a sports guy, so I kind of feel like with the NBA, you know, you can't talk to players the way you can like now because they're so sensitive to any type of coaching or criticism, like you could back in you know Michael Jordan or Magic Johnson's day. Have you found? Did you have you had to adjust to you know personalities or just the, the, the times as as your career has gone on?
1: Um, I, I, I adapted uh, hesitantly to the, the digital uh, platform. However, the, 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 the people who are creating the content really don't understand that um, the rudiments of the music business are still the same. It's just on a different platform. You have to apply the same skills like like uh let's say for as example the um, when you do record promotion uh a director of regional promotion at a uh at a r c a records um back in the day, their street team was uh people that went out uh and and handed Uh, merchandise and CDs in the street and made sure things were, you know, with the van and all this other stuff. Now, the digital era, the the street team is sort of like those mixtape, like, you know, the coast to coast or the, you know, the trend cities, you know, the different uh, entities like that. Those are your uh, street team. So um, basically, I don't really, let's look like this, I don't deal with them. I I, I try to. Um, They're not It's not clicking or registering to them, a lot of the new artists, that um, nobody is really going to hand you anything. Um, And things are different. Back in the day, one single, one 12-inch single cost you $10,000, okay, to record, uh, mix, master, and press, okay? Now you can get a beat for $20, Okay, get it mixed and it yeah. now on these, these sites, and if you spend all over $100, and this is why the record companies are not giving out th- th- that big money. They're not doing it anymore. I wouldn't either. I'm not giving you a million dollars. You, you put $10 or $20 a- 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 into that. No. That's why this is happening, okay, and it's a crippling effect, but a lot of um, – so this is attracting so many. Everybody thinks that, that, that because they got this computer and phone that they're celebrities, so that is the problem. That's because they get all these likes and stuff. So then they, by the time they come to you and ask you to help them? They already have an attitude. And you know what I do to them? Right. It's like it's like a gate. You know how the gate go? Boom. Nope. No, nope, ma'am. No, nope, sir. I'm not doing it because it's too risky. Because then you know it's, it's a headache. And uh, this is this business is hard work. And they don't. They don't get that. You have to put in the work. You have to get the, the real numbers, and you can't fudge the numbers. If you have 200,000 streams, okay, and then you go to a per, the person's show, and they, they don't they have two people in there to see them, and you're like, see, we know now that that those are, that's not real. If those people, some like at least hundred of those people will be at your show. You know, so right. all of that stuff is 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 obvious. So what you want to get is kind of be realistic and have. If even if you have ten thousand or fifty thousand streams, right, and you do a show and that show is packed, all right. Um, guess what? You you are better off like that. The people that are looking, you're better off that way. Like me on my social, a lot of my social media platforms. At one point, I disabled the comments because all I wanted people was the, like see things and, uh, and 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 they had no choice but to see and look or whatever and then after a while I started um I I put the comment section so you can you can you know comment and 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 you know, I can engage back and forth with with people because sometimes people can be ignorant and you don't want someone to go to your page and, and they see a lot of uh, ignorance and, and foolish stuff, you know, uh, typed on there or somebody throwing there spamming your, your page with their music and stuff like that. And I, I try to tell people that so social media is still uh, a gathering, okay, but it's just on a different platform. So how you conduct yourself up there and what you do, it's, it's the same. You, you got to watch it's the same thing, like as if you were outside in, 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 a, in at a an event with a, amongst people. So, you know, people get you know real reckless on you know social media and stuff like that. So you you, you know I, I I don't you know I give the advice sometimes and sometimes I just don't because people just think um you know they're celebrities already and instant success they watch and all of this stuff that takes a lot of work you know they don't think they think just because Beyonce put it out it's a button click. No, back behind the scenes, she was preparing for that for a long time, and that took a lot of money and work, but just because they can see it instantly, they think that's how it's going to happen for them, so I really have said I can. I have to cut that loose, and I have to deal with more uh, seasoned artists, people who understand um, the music business as well, um, and you know, that's where I'm at. You know, and if I do have interactions with artists through their manager, there's like a buffer there, because I can't, you know, I can't talk to a young person that's not willing to listen. And that, and that's the biggest thing in this industry that they want. And that's why people practice ageism. And see, that's what we gotta understand is because they think that people are not teachable. And always, we as long as we're living on this earth. We are going to learn something. We always have to make sure that people know, you know, we want to learn. We're here to learn because that's why a lot of people, you know, 30 and up are not getting hired, you know, by a, a bunch of people. It's because they're not teachable. And I find that that is true. You know, it's a lot of stubborn. Yeah. Right. right, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, it's all uh, stubborn and,
1: and yeah, setting setting their old their ways. Cause you know I used to go to record companies. I'm like, what's this little country looking kid doing the A and B P of uh, 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 of black music? That's what that was the title back then. I'm My, like, what does he know about black music? Oh yeah, you know what? He they can tell him what to do. You know he's he's you know impressionable. That's what they want. You know, um, and they call that teachable. But you should, you know, so but if you're skilled and you know what you're doing and you're kind of, this is kind of like a thread, you know, and me, I'm not going to play a game with somebody just to, uh, I'm not going to come and say, oh, I don't know this. I don't know. that. No, I'm going to shoot it straight to you. I know this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And if they're not, they don't want to be bothered or if they don't want to work with me, that's fine. Because then that means I know you're, you're really not trying to make money. You're trying to brainwash someone into uh, doing what you want them to do, as opposed to what they bring to your company, you know. And we always have to know our worth. If we are bringing something to someone's company, we should not be compromising like that. And then if they don't accept it, then you have to take and get your own label. That's why I tell everybody, get your own and get it for real. Incorporate that label. Uh, at the LLCs. If you're lazy, don't get an LLC because every quarter you have to, you know, do the paperwork again. You know, get the bank account. You know, get a Dun's number. You know, and and, and get a, a paydex score, which is your credit report for your business. A lot of people, a lot of the young people, they don't know that that they could get business credit that's separate from their personal credit, and that's why they are not they're not really oh I don't have a budget. I can listen, at any time somebody's gonna cut you a check, uh for certain I know people that make, you know, like six figures in, in certain industries. I said any time somebody's cutting you that kind of check, they, they know that you could do this by yourself. They know that.
0: I just wonder if they you know and I, I definitely don't try to, you know, aid shame and I'm not I think I can learn a lot from Ten-year-old, let alone a twenty, twenty-five-year-old, you can learn from anybody. But I just wonder if there are enough Denise, you know, Smiths out there who are who can who are mentoring young, you know, young artists coming up. And instead of you know people who are just looking for that quick, flash in the pan artist who won't last longer than two years. Like I, from the, again, I'm not in this industry, but just I, I, read and heard a lot of stories like that. You see a lot of, lot of one-hit wonders. You see a lot of, a lot of people who just, you know, don't have sustainability. And and to me, I, I think the easy answer is they just don't have the acquired knowledge to, uh, you know, to have long careers. They go broke, and, or their music goes yeah, and, and, broke. Yeah, and or, and, they, and they
1: don't have friends. They don't have real friends. I, I, they don't Definitely have no yeah. people yeah. they don't have people around them that yeah. says that says no no and, and I say that that, that, that that spans outside also of the, of the music industry because I tell people I said even people in relationships marriages and I, it, I said don't you know that there's someone always influencing somewhere around and if there's someone that's important to your partner your uh, husband your wife your any, anything they're gonna have an influence, okay. And so, if they're, if if you look at the character, and it is true, you can look at the character of, of who people associate themselves with closely. I'm not talking about the, you know, the, the arms length, through business, and asset or whatever. I'm talking about closely. Then you'll see either your part, your business partner, or your wife or your girlfriend, and you gonna to have to judge them by that because there's something keeping that person uh, so close to them, and um if, that, if those people are uh, bad influences, you're going to have a hard time because I had friends that were in situations where, you know, they're good people, but they, they came to me and they was saying, you know, I'm, you know, I'm mad at my, you know, significant other. I'm going to do this and that because he shouldn't have did this and that. And I said, you know what? Don't do that. And I talked to them, like really talked to them. And they said, you know what? You have a point. So I had just, I had just saved somebody. From actually, uh, 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 you know, uh, a big situation that that could have really been uh, hurtful towards that other person, you know. And I spoke to my friend. And I was like, that's that's not right. So, you know, that's why I, you know you don't. I don't. I don't. I people that are around me, you have to be real special to have access to me personally because I don't like all of that. I'm a home person. I'm a family person. I don't run the streets, but I will socialize when it's necessary. Like, you know, if I have to go to a an event, I'm, I pick and choose it. You know, I don't have to be everywhere. Because that's another thing people have to realize. If you are part of being a, a recording artist and, and you want someone interested in you, then if they can see you uh, walking down the street or any little bar or whatever, why are they going to pay for a, a, a concert ticket to come see you? if they have access to you already, you know, so So you have to be real careful.
0: I want to rewind that real quick. Um, So you're saying that a lot of, like a lot of these issues that the artists are having, um, there are too many artists who are, you know, in the clubs or just, all over the place you're saying that that yeah he's camp i got problem. my camp
1: i got my my team and the team is 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 like you know you, you saw what happened to little wayne i mean come on with the with the when he uh had the seizure from that that scissor or whatever that was what kind of friends do you have you understand like it's like chris brown all of those they, who what kind of friends do you have you guys are and it's because they have the money and, and 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 those people do not want to cut that 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 financial uh, aspect off, and that's the sad part. You know, it's a lot of those guys get into trouble because they don't have pe- real friends. They have not one. And if they listen. You don't have any friends, okay? None of you have any friends. And I would, They know. I, and everybody knows me in this industry. I, I I shoot straight. You don't have any friends. Don't don't get on TV in my, my my home. And no, you're not. Anytime that you, you get in a car and your, your, your homies are there and you're, you're behind the wheel and you're drinking and you bump a car or whatever, you have not one friend. Sorry. Those are people who are maggots and leeches. You know, so you don't have any friends. You notice that the ones that stay by themselves and to themselves and keep a low profile stay in the game, Denzel Washington. Taken for, he could have been taken out a long time yeah. ago. Right. But you don't see him everywhere right. doing everything. I think he had one indiscretion that came out, and that was it. Like Kobe Bryant, too, one indi- and one indiscretion. And you never—he got the same wife. He retired on a high note, and he has a beautiful family and stuff like that. He—the more you out there and ah, know, the more problems you're gonna have. You know, everybody's not your friend. Everybody's not your friend, and you can tell when when stuff starts to happen to these people. You don't know, see this does not happen to Beyonce. <laughs> this is not happening to her. Why? Right? You know. So, you got to think about that Kylie Jenner is just finding stuff out. You know, the the Kardashians are just getting finally getting a little level headed and I think Kanye is is leading that because he finally shut Kim down and told that little girl's not wearing any more makeup. And I was so happy to hear him finally start come into his manhood and who he is as a man and a father, and she's she had she stopped with the makeup she's only sometimes, but he doesn't want it and she's gonna see a real she's gonna he's gonna really clamp down on her because he's getting into his spirituality um he's coming out of a lot of stuff that um you know he's been through, and he's also exposing uh a lot of stuff that I'm saying he's saying it in another way he's exposing people. And I'm, but I'm not exposing peop, you know, people per se, but he's on a level where there's certain things that he knows. The higher you go, the more information you get, so then the more of a threat you are. Okay? And what happens is before you get destroyed in, 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 in that industry, uh, they attack your character so that when you are destroyed, no one cares. They, you, can't, you can't destroy uh, 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 R. Kelly on a high note all hell will break loose. You can't destroy Michael Jackson on a high note. You have to paint their character before they leave. So that's the sign. Those are the warning signs. Those are the warning signs.
0: It sounds like you believe that there are, getting back to, you know, the type of people that hang around about some of these artists, that there are a lot, you believe that there are a lot of lonely artists out there who want to put on this This you know, facade that, you know, I'm with everybody, I'm all over social media, but in fact, it seems like there's some some mental issues there as far as just, you know, internal pain. Like there's something, you know, I've been real big on mental health over the last couple of years seeing what's going on in our country, just even just the day-to-day stuff that I see working, even in education. And it seems like that's, you know, been... That's going on a lot of, you know, within the music community, within the, just even entertainment in general, a number of just suicides and things of that nature. You, throughout the course of your career, did you, you know, seeing a lot of artists who had entourages and things of that nature? Did you believe that they were truly at, at their, you know, truly lonely?
1: I think that um, because everyone is human, uh, the, the nature of a human being is to uh uh always want you know, be loved and appreciated and you know, um and I think goodness uh is in every human being. And I think stuff happens and every people become re-socialized. But when you put someone who come who came from nothing and they have no financial literacy, they're not emotionally mature and you put them in uh, 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 a venue with his um, Versace, and 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 they're, they're hanging out with Tom Ford himself, and they're in these mansions, and they're amongst the uh, the Met Gala, and and, and 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 that's a lot of pressure, okay? And um, it's a lot of pressure, first of all, because they, they have to be something all the time to everyone. And the bigger they get, the bigger the responsibility is. They cannot say no because what they did was they said yes. They said yes, so now they can't say no. See, there's levels to this. Everybody wants to know. Look at Kenny Lattimore. Okay, he, he's a very. He has a lot of integrity. A very spiritual man. Okay, and um, he's at. A, he has a certain market, and um, you know he has a visibility, but he's not. Uh, up there where we say Max, they came out at the same time, but he's not even up there where Maxwell is or Tank right now. You know, certain artists are like surpassing him. He said no to some things. Okay? So there's levels to how far you want to go in this industry. Like where he would say no, someone else would say yes. So you would see that person that said yes more to whatever that deal was. You know, you have to know when to stop because the more yes you do, the more responsibility and the more demands. And if you don't make, meet the demands, then you are going to be in trouble because it's a lot of pressure. So um, that, I think that's where all of the drugs, all right, they, they're trying to block all of that out. Or they're so used to everybody screaming their name, they never, they never had that kind of self-worth before and validation. So when they come off the stage and they don't hear it, they get high. So there's two areas of this, you know, and um a lot of people are being used they a lot of people think that these um and we, that rappers and, and 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 sports figures and all that, that those are our uh that those are people of color that we look to them as uh political uh um uh you know the people that will influence our political decisions and um when i I kind of like uh, alluded to that about Cardi B a long time ago, and I was like, "Nah, we love her." I said, "Let me tell you something. That that what she said about um, President Trump was very, uh, you know, I'm sorry, Cardi, but that was very elementary. I mean, uh, th- that was nothing new. And everybody's like, oh, she was right. Oh my God, she said he he was wrong for shutting down the.'" Government. I said, "Listen, that's a trick right there. They got her because they want that. The Democrats want that Latin vote." And they're gonna use Cardi B. They gonna squeeze her out until they get in that office. Until they get to, after 2020, you're not gonna hear about Cardi B like this no more. Because now you see um, um, her linking up with Bernie Sanders. So now I see. I said I'm telling you what they think. They 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 go after uh, certain uh, 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 artists and different things, and they think that that we're so stupid that we are politically led by that. You know, instead of us doing the research. Now, I'm going to tell everybody right now, I'm a registered Republican and I've been so when I stepped one toe inside college and I took, uh, you know, I, I like politi- political science and, um, you know, I read a book called The Irony of Democracy and it really doesn't exist. You know, this, the uh, now we may not like certain people that are Republicans, but I'm talking about the actual institution of what Republican means. And it means that People, whatever you work for,. Like that's what I said. forget the people that are representing it right now, because just you know just, uh, just like police officers, they're good ones and they're bad ones. There's good people in every institution, but you have to weed them out. However, what Republic stands for was that you know, whatever a person makes, they get to keep it, and they want less government involved. You know like we, It's more like the country should flow more without the government interfering. And actually, uh, black people did better under the Republicans many years ago, okay? Black people used to be the Republicans. And they were successful. And and no one one remembers that. And it was the Democrats who were the racists. Who were the slave masters and all of that other stuff? So we, you know, there's a lot of history there, and there's a lot of trickery. It's like a, like, like like unmasking things, you know. And I tell people, I said, you know, you know, everybody looks at the dollar bill, and everybody says, oh, we're we not participating in all of that. And I said, well, yes, you do, because every time you pick up a, a dollar bill and it has that pyramid sign on it, you're 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 participating in it. Right. And they said, know, no, no, that, that's not it because it says in God we trust. I said, Yeah, but what do you mean by that? They said, It says in God we trust. I said, What do you think God means? They say, no, God. I said, No, that means uh uh the government ordinance department. That's what that stands for. I said you know, a lot I that, so you know, when they talk when they talk to me they go, Okay, so that's why a lot of people really cannot like really either they're gonna deal with me or they're not. Because I'm not gonna play that kind of game with anybody, so listen let's we all could just live on this earth and let each other live, okay let someone if someone is intelligent, they pick it up and they read a book let them they read they have a right to the information they have a right and you know good and bad they both exist. you just y'all stay over there, I'll be over here sometimes I may be over there. I might do the wrong thing one time or two, and you know we just have to learn how to um coexist with good and bad and, and, and do the best we can. However, when we do know that we've offended or, or we've done something wrong, like I said before, we have to own it, correct it, and, and move on. All right? And if you can't get along with someone, first, do no harm. That means do nothing. Leave them alone. Simple. That's how I feel about it. Whatever they've done in in this country and and whatever they've it's done already. You know, whatever it is that we're involved in, we're in here. So what we have to do is use our personal power, and everybody has it from the delivery boy on up to the the Wall Street banker. You know, if if, if somebody comes and, and they want their stuff delivered to them, you have the power to do it on time, with a smile on your face, and not put that person through any changes. Everybody, you imp- everybody has the ability to impact someone each day when they walk out the door. A smile, anything. It doesn't ha- You don't have. You don't have to be rich. None of that. Just, just, just you walking down the street and somebody walks by and you smile at them. It makes a difference. So um, I don't think that we yeah we should focus on too much on changing uh, the structure of this country because it's already it's already there what we have to do is learn how to treat each other and learn how to treat the the planet and and, and our bodies and, and and everything else pray along the way that's it
0: you now, there's no question that you like uh, uh, you know tell it like it is you you don't bite your tongue at anybody do you feel like you've missed out on any opportunities because of how straightforward you are, do you feel as, as to how blunt you are.
1: No, I, I I used to think that until um I I, I what got I got I, until I started uh, sitting with myself and 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 talking to God, and and the the, the what I heard in, in in inside of my soul was that wasn't for you because the right situation is going to accept you just as you are, and i rather people have the option to deal. See, see, that's the one thing, too, that gets people in trouble. When you take away somebody's option to deal with you or not, when you when you fake the funk and, and then they find something out, then then you're going to end up with more problems, so I'd rather um, give people uh, options and not uh, take and, and not disguise myself because a lot of people out there that shutting up right now thinking that you know and, and not speaking their mind thinking that the record deal is coming to them and I always, I always update my Facebook status a lot and I say oh so everybody out there that's being quiet and you know playing nice and not being real and and saying what you really feel in the inboxes or in private and not openly um, did you get that record deal yet? And I don't hear, I hear crickets because you're not (laughs) That's simple because at the end of the day you have to deal with the people and like I said once you get the people they will have no choice that's why I'm not worried about it because I'm going after the people the 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 people who are going to buy listen and connect with me like on a real level and one thing about uh, consumers and stuff they can tell when you're engaging with them if you're for real or not and at that point, if you have that kind of support, they have to deal with you. Do you know that uh, that record? You can't touch this. They nobody wants to touch that. And so they played it. The people were the ones, because even the, even the people, the 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 rappers in the industry that made fun of him, MC Hammer at first, and all of the others. Oh, that's they was running behind him on in Harlem and stuff. Because I was I, w- I went with them actually on the um. In store, when he did an in-store promotion, when he came to New York, because um, he was outside of the um, Capitol Records, and I was coming downstairs with Dwayne Alexander, um, rest his soul, he, you know, passed um, years, some years back. But you know, they, 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 you know, they was talking about him, and then well, everybody became his friend because guess what? The people responded to the record. You can't touch this. It became a big record. So um, even the pants was no longer a joke. You know, so it changed the whole trajectory of everything. So once you get the people, you can forget. You don't. You don't worry about. It's like don't worry about the rest of the stuff. The rest of it is just, you know, isms. You know, and, and you know, just go, concentrate on, on on developing your crowd and your fan base, and um, they'll take you through it. So that's that's what that's what I tell everyone. You know. And the companies are gonna benefit from it. So.
0: So you you believe that authenticity authenticity will never fail as far as attracting the people. That's no matter like you no know, no matter how impatient the world is, no matter you know social media. Like if you can if you are genuinely your authentic self as an artist as a human being, that people will always will gravitate to you more so than you know someone who is trying to be something for somebody else or try I look at the, I, I don't Yeah, know. De-
1: yeah, definitely because um it 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 actually it will build longevity. Longevity it's a more solid um foundation and you know it's a little bit more forgiving uh and that's why when people make all these mistakes, these artists make all these mistakes publicly they, it's a big fallout because of the phoniness. So, but if you're authentic and you make a mistake, it's gonna be it's more it's more forgivable, you know. And because you've you've connected with your audience, they know you're for real, you know. And if you're gonna shoot straight to them and and talk to them, they, you know, they understand. But if you're phony, you got a whole persona, and and then and, and then something comes out. Uh, yeah that's why they have the the, the p r people come to try of sweep it up and clean it up and then you have situations where you know people are depressed because they're being forced to marry people for uh you know uh you know for the for their cameras they, they these a lot of these relationships are arranged for for you know publicity a lot of these beef and wars and stuff like that against this one and that one it's all for entertainment purposes. And, um, you know, entertainment, that's a lot of stress too, because you're pretending and it's not really real, but we have to ask ourselves why, you know, why is it that these artists have to do all that when all that they were, uh, uh, required to do is to sing and perform. So why the extra stuff? See, that's the question. The extra stuff is, is exactly what I said It's the extra stuff and it has a lot More to do with distractions. See, it's like right uh, when right at the moment when somebody's doing something else, and a big story comes out about that that chicken and all that other crap that was going on a week ago. uh, You got to look at and find. That's when I start watching the stock market. The news, I, 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 my eyes go right, to, my eyes go right to Washington and that's that that Nasdaq. When they when they running around with that chicken and get distracted over, oh the black he's in blackface. All right, anyway, that's been going on. Let me let me check the stock because I'm gonna get ready to get some stock for cheap too. You understand? Know that's what they doing. Give <laughs> example. It just, happened, yeah, it just happened two days
0: ago, or maybe even yesterday. You got Trump. Um, talk about say something about um, made a comment of, uh, about Mexicans or uh, Latino because he's trying to crack a joke that you know was a corny joke. People, you know, people are all up in arms about that. But the bottom line is he just pat like the distraction was he passed the admissions this admissions bill in California. So that is that's what's going on. That that is
1: yeah they purpose. yeah they I'm do actually. that yeah that's purposely done. That's and and I don't know why. Um, we keep, you know, I say we. Uh, we keep falling for that. It's like every week. We, uh, who yeah. are we gonna boycott yeah. this week? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I said. I, yeah, I said. I, I to give up. I'm not. There's no more march. I don't. I'm not marching. I'm not boycotting. I'm not doing any any of that because I said actually, if you do the reverse, it's a little different, you know. We know that, you know, Tommy Hilfiger, I mean, he made a mistake one time and said something that he really felt, and he said it openly. It was some fallout for that. You know, many designers and and companies have it. I said, but you know what, listen, I said, we know that it exists, and and, and we we know that people don't want certain people in certain things, but you don't have to listen to it. You know, if it's made from the best quality, if you like it, buy it. I'm not jumping on a bandwagon every other week, every other, I, I, I need for people to see real results, solid results, and, 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 and a thought process, and I don't think that enough people gave, uh, uh, enough uh, of us gave um, Barack Obama um, the, um, uh, the critique that he deserved, because he was standing there, and he, done, he could have done much more for, I mean, so many uh, African American men got shot on his watch. That's not happening every day with Trump there. Now, I mean, say what you want about his, his character or the way he delivers stuff. Can you, the, the statistics on African American men that was getting shot cold by police are more alarming and it was more raised up, and Barack Obama did nothing about it. Nothing. Now, you go look at it, how many got killed on his watch, and he never brought the federal government in there, never got the Department of Justice involved to the extent where uh, uh, Trump threatened Chicago and said, either you handle it or the National Guard will. You see what I'm saying? Do you see the difference? It's, it's like a, um, one person is, is, is worried about how but – but I already understand that he was put there. Because, you know, some remarks that were made, oh, he needs he your reparations. Well, I told, I told some people, I told people well, no, his mom, you know, he may be a black man, but his mom, he was raised by a white woman. So culturally, we don't understand his mind. You, you understand? And then his father supposedly left the mother. So you don't know how he feels about that. So we don't understand that so, even some of us wear sheets. Okay. Even some of us, and and when we do that, it's worse because we come down on each other real hard, okay? So, you know, I just, like I said, it, it was a lot of things, even the bill of, uh, something with the Bill of Rights uh, as far as um the police entering the homes and stuff like that. Uh, When everybody was dancing New Year's Eve, I don't know if it was 2012 or uh, 13, something, something. Somewhere around there, Barack Obama—he—he—he he, he made it more—he um, um, uh, made it easier for the police to just stop you for no reason or come in your home for no reason. Now you—you you can check that too. And all the powers that Donald Trump inherited. Is because Barack Obama put in a lot of, he forced a lot of things through with the earmarks and different thing, loopholes, and the Republicans was going no, no, everybody was upsetting. They say yay, 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 and then he, and then they calm the the black people down. He he gave extra money, uh, um, extra food stamps for them cards. So he did that. He did that. And the people, and if he knew what those people was doing with that, they was getting their, their, their purple weaves done. A lot of people was getting their purple weaves. They was going to get their nails done. They was calling each other, "Oh, oh, girl, you got you got extra money because I got five kids. How many you got?" all?" it it, it it's the truth. A lot of we don't want to admit it, but culturally, and people that understand like the hood and what goes on, it, people want to get mad about it, but culturally, there's certain things that certain ethnic groups do. OK, and we have to tell the truth. It's a hard conversation. I know a lot of people don't want to hear it, but we have to tell the truth and we have to correct it. OK, because we have to uh, uh, realize that, you know, uh, even when he came up and he said, um, I'm cutting everybody's credit limits. All right. Credit. I'm dropping them down because it well, it's, our, it's our duty to pay our fair share. And I'm like, wait a minute. Hold up. Brah. I didn't borrow money from China. I didn't get my cut when I get my cut or what what, what I supposedly borrowed then then i, I we'll, we'll talk but I didn't get I, I didn't I didn't benefit from that, you know so he bailed they he bailed out the banks, but then he started dropping i don't know if you you know but my aunts and different people that had their credit limits high like they had a, like credit cards of ten thousand it went down like five That's was part of him them bailing out the banks was to drop credit limits so uh Bush. You know, they had an interview with him. He said, listen, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm I'm just going to say it like it is. He said "Um, the credit, you know, that was issued and put in place to reward hardworking American people who were responsible and paid their bills on time, okay, they had the credit, okay? Now, if they mess it up, that's on them. You know, so if somebody was making 30000 a year and they had a $100,000 worth of credit, he said, that's on them. He said, but we reward people that work. So he said, because that makes the difference between, that can make a difference between that, that working class family having a vacation, uh, uh, dealing with a, an emergency crisis, school supplies and school clothes for their children, you know, and if they're working and they're paying the minimum or whatever on time, then they should have that access. That that was there for that reason, and I agree with that because I know a lot of people who are you know they 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 have their their, their regular job and they have excellent credit and they they travel. You would think they was rich. You know what I mean, but they—they're they, not. They may make it forty thousand a year, but they're responsible. They pay their, their credit, so their credit rate, um, scores are high. So then they get, you know, uh, rewarded with, you know, the little credit cards, and they plan a little trip. Um, they get to enjoy their life. You understand what I'm saying? So, I—I I, kind of lean towards uh, what uh, uh, former President Bush said. I, I, I tend to think that that's the better way to go. The other one seems a little bit more. Uh, it was seemed a little bit more controlling, a little bit more dictatorship. And I did say, that. So what he's doing is is not gonna uh, um, roll over too well if the wrong person gets in there. So if Donald Trump says he inherited certain things when he got there, that's exactly what he did. The power that Barack Obama put in, like the federal things, like all the the systems are communicating with each other, and it's almost like a, you know, a uh, one person running the country or whatever, that was put in place already. He did that, and and, and Donald Trump walked right in on it. So now you have – so it's not that he is uh, trying to be a dictator. Um, I think once it was set up that way, that's the only way that he could go walk in that door, and, and the power is there. The power was there already before Barack Obama. He wouldn't have been able to do that. He would not have. Because I even with Bush and them, they they would have to go to councils and different things to start wars or different. They, they did not have to have talks and and I used to some of the things that um, Trump said about uh, you know the troops and stuff. I used to say this all the time. I said, Wait a minute, what do you mean? A, a, um, a, we all at war? How come? no Italy got away, Italy sent us what two planes and 17 soldiers and then we got a little uh, a few little British soldiers and three you no know, droplets here and there and then you got 2,000 something Americans uh soldiers out there and they come back wounded messed up and so I'm like something ain't right about this are we all in a joint a joint with a jo- coalition I said that's not a coalition <laughs> so Trump brought it up and I said I see I th- he told them straight to their faces that he, you should see that they, all of their faces cracked they had a meeting and he said listen y'all not paying you're, you're not giving enough uh, your old money you haven't paid us for the uh, military uh, you're in debt with us and you're not sending enough uh, your troops and stuff you're gonna, that's, that's got to change he didn't lie he didn't lie a and of then, mm-hmm. go
0: ahead Sorry, I was, I was, a couple of music items, i before I let you go um one, what is the next step in your career? I mean, you've been again, you've been in it 30 plus years, done seemingly almost everything as far as the multitude of positions you uh, have been in. What, what is the net? What, what should we look for for uh, for Denise uh, Smith in the future? Uh,
1: well, basically, um, that's my government name, and uh, my stage name is Denise Renee Taplock. So if you see uh, more, you're gonna see more music coming out. I have uh, uh, another ca- collaboration with uh, the legendary MC Globe, uh, originally from the Soul Sonic Force. Um, plan, you know, Planet Rock, Africa, bambata and um, um, you know, I'm just gonna uh, really focus on uh, writing, uh, you know, very uh, solid material, uh, and start pitching to other artists, you know, that are established. And um, just, you know, working you know, a, a lot with, the, um, like I said, the label and the other ventures, like, you know, I'm, I'm like the, building my network, you know, and um, you, you'll see, you know, there, there's going to be some things out there. I just don't want to give everything away, but you'll see some things happening and, um, you know, I'll keep you up to date and, you know, come back when, you know, everything's going great.
0: What is your opinion? Again, you you are in the industry through and through, what is the next big thing that we should look forward to in music in general? There's always, you know, trends um, that are changing every day. What, you know, streaming now has taken over. What what, what do you see in the, in the future as in the back overall for me, in terms of music, the next, you know, kind of I, thing I, that we should argue?
1: I think what's gonna happen, and I'm going, I'm going, I'm taking, I'm gonna take you to the wall with it, all right? I think that no, no, ultimately, no, no. ultimately, um, there is going to be one major record company, and I think that um, there's going to be uh, uh, no use really at, at some point for artists, recording artists. Um, even to do the shows and do the tours because they are already uh, uh, getting our our voices, our sounds, everything, everything that we sign up for now. and, 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 And these iPhones that are opening up the phones with our eyes and our voices, we're recording our voices. They're going to use all of that for artificial intelligence. And they're going to have people singing on music made by computers they're going to press the button and put that out okay then that that particular artist is going to go on tour as a hologram so they're going to take all they're going to and then everybody's going to go and, and pay and they're going to have they, they're not going to spend any money on physical artists that now i do you to the wall that's what i see because they're already testing this stuff out this hologram this all of this stuff and um... This artificial intelligence is real okay so um, that's what I think. It's already three. It's only about three major labels already. It, before with so many of them, okay. And I never thought Capitol. I thought I would never see the day where Capitol Records was not a major label. You understand? So it's three, the big three. It's going to end up one. Guarantee you. And artificial intelligence is going to take over uh, the, 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 the singing. Okay, all of that all of these machines and computers and they it's all being done for for a reason you know you you have it. some people now they could just put a a, a song in and it will it, it, quantize and 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 change the notes and get everything up and you don't have to do anything, so it's coming you know, and then they just put them on tour, the hologram you know, and everybody's gonna buy into it, you know, and that's it, so they no output financial output. And that's why that you see a lot of um tech uh gurus getting uh uh jobs at record companies you, you notice that there's no there's not really any real musicians like they used to be uh with the, the degree and in and, and uh music theory and this and that and it's sitting at those uh those boardrooms anymore signing artists they are actually uh uh computer programmers. Uh, designers, software engineers, all that Silicon Valley stuff, they are all in the record companies. They are your
0: new A&R people. You just basically blew my mind with that. Um, that it makes perfect sense. And I want to bring it back to your point of how based on what you just said, it's going to be that much more important for anybody who wants to break into the music business to own stock in their own equity like you like and even like especially if you're like a non not just even if you're artists so I want to bring I think that's a perfect way to bring it back to what you know our our original one of your original points about empowerment and how you you know learning the business side of music and I, I think if that happens and it sounds like you are extremely confident that that's going to happen within the next, you know, 5, 10, 15, however long it takes. Uh, Ownership and empowerment is going to be more important than ever in terms of the music standpoint.
1: Yeah, I think that a lot of people uh, that are in the music industry are uh, pretty much to be uh, warned that they should be taking some uh, software or artificial intelligence kind of uh, courses and Um, stuff like that so that they can uh, remain employed and remain viable because those are the people who are going to be behind a lot of you know I'll say biochemistry okay all the sciences okay all the uh, uh, things that deal with uh, 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 astrology and anatomy and all of that that and and computer all right computers and, and artificial intelligence they need to stay in that. And those that's where the future is headed. Everything is going to be like that. The cars are driving themselves. Okay. So
0: you're more worried so, about people who yeah. are currently in the industry versus the, the up and coming young people because the up and coming young people are are tech savvy. So you're you're more concerned about people in their like say thirties, forty thirties and forties and fifties who are in the industry more than say the, the next generation from that standpoint.
1: Uh, yeah, but but as far as like a a lot of these uh, young people that are coming up that are artists, they need to understand that you know once that that fizzles out, they they need to un they need to learn how to create the artist in a different format, like a hologram or a character. You know, the Jetsons weren't too far off of what you know they were talking about. So if you could get somebody who has a voice. And they can record it, and and then create a character. And they took some. uh, They have uh, studied uh, artificial intelligence and stuff like that. Then they become the creator of the content. See? And then the hologram tour. So that's what I'm saying. That's gonna be how the artists are gonna be, you know, dealing anyway. And radio also is phasing out because now we got iTunes and Spotify uh, streaming, um, um, like radio stations. And have their own uh, stations in there. And they attract other, uh, people to come to it based on how popular the artist is. So now you have uh, LL Cool J does the like the old school kind of stuff, the rock the bells, radio stations. So they know what they're doing. They know exactly what they're doing. So you have to pay attention. Yeah, like, and every day it changes.
0: No, no question. sort of like not. this. They, they need
1: to hurry up and get their money. <laughs> That's what I said. Just hurry up, make no. it, make, make your legacy, and get your money and, and make your legacy, though. You have, to, it has to be a legacy. It, it, quick money without a legacy, it, it makes no sense. It's it's sort of like the the the, the, the traditions and the, the beliefs of Solomon. He's like get your get your riches now, adorn yourself, and leave a legacy. Because when you leave here, you're not. There's nowhere else to go. We bought into that stuff. Your heaven and hell is right here on earth, and that's what everybody needs to understand. You could create your own heaven and your own hell because we, we're all given free will and God-like powers. We have powers to impact, and what we do with that is up to us.
0: No question about that. That's actually a perfect way to end the podcast. Um, Denise, before – before I let you go, uh, give everybody your Instagram, Twitter, social media, where, where you can be reached. You know any websites uh, that you find, you know, any websites, and I'll definitely put it on the my uh, YouTube page.
1: Okay, yeah. Um, my Twitter is at D Caplock C A P L O C K. Facebook uh, Denise Renee Caplock Collins Crest Entertainment Group and uh thirteenth highest music um and my instagram is at and, uh, 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 denise renee cap and right now yeah right now i have a i'm getting. i'm being distributed by uh the the my new release Daniel below your horn is distributed by WhoMag, um who has their own distribution with uh sony uh Orchard. They have their own deal so um and uh, my label, Collins Crest Entertainment Group, is distributed by Paradise uh, Distribution. So, you know, um, and I'm on SoundCloud, you know, just look under that name, Denise Renee Um, They can find me. It's easy.
0: <laughs> Denise, uh, just, uh, just an incredible amount of wealth of and knowledge and, and, and wisdom in terms of the injury. In, in this I I mean, it felt like it was a, a master class, Uh I can't thank you enough for coming on to the program. Uh, We will definitely, you know, link up and and have you back on um, to discuss anything. I mean, we we covered a lot in an hour and 17 minutes. Um, Have a great evening, and we will um, touch base with you soon.
1: Okay. Thank you for having me, and everyone out there, uh, be blessed, stay inspired, and um, uh, remember who you are and know your worth
0: and say uh, perfect way to in the podcast. Have a great evening, uh, Denise, and thank you again.
1: All right, thank you. Bye-bye. Well, we covered
0: a lot, <laughs> a lot during that podcast. Um, thanks to Denise, uh, she brought it. I, I, listen, um, there's nothing like learning um, Someone who has the amount of experience within the industry and, and hearing different opinions and um, she uh, covered a lot. She covered a lot. Covered a lot. Every you week, know, we sports, politics, um, everything, religion. We we covered a lot on that on on the podcast. Um, I will post this podcast as soon as possible. It will automatically be on. Block Talk Radio, so if you did Block Talk Radio tonight, you get the podcast first. You get the podcast first. Uh, as far as my uh, YouTube page, you gotta wait your normal 15, 20, 30 minutes, but I definitely will definitely post before the night is, is over. Back-to-back, listen, NBA players, if NBA players can do it, I can do it. Back-to-back night, back-to-back podcast, um, I enjoyed it. Uh, as always, Thanks for joining me. This is The Real Deal Podcast with Cyril a real Gerald Quinn. Telling you like it is with no apologies. Thanks for listening. I'm out.